Today we have a special treat. Uh, we have a um, um, a missionary with us today. Uh, as you know, Pastor Brandon and, and Candace and his family are uh, spending time with family in Indiana, and um, we hope and pray they're having a great time with family uh, there. But today, in his absence, we have uh, Eric and Amber Coulter here with us. They uh, have been missionaries on the field in um, Albania and in Eastern Europe, uh, a part of the world that's uh, rich in history, a lot of conflict, a lot of war, and uh, a lot of people who are hungry for something, and he is there uh, sharing the gospel there, and, and uh, he's here in the States um, raising money to go back. And uh, I want to bring your attention to, on the back table back here, uh, they have a lot of information, a lot of the things that I want you to, uh, if you get a chance, go by and, and check out. Um, there's also um, some information on how to support his ministry if you feel led. Um, I do want to let you know that if you feel led uh, while he's speaking, him and his wife speaking, if you want to give uh, and you want to write a check today for that, um, feel free to uh, put it in the offering or um, give it to them back there at the table, but it needs to, if it's a check, it needs to be written to Global Partners. And there's information on these cards about their family, their ministry, and how you need to identify and write the check. Uh, but that's Global Partners. Um, so if you have any questions on that, you can see me after the service or see Eric uh, after the service as well. But he's going to come and share um, about um, his ministry. So let's uh, uh, listen up and hear what he has to say. Good morning, everybody. Uh, thank you for, for having us. Um, we're really pleased to be with you and to, to join with you. I'm Eric. I'm from Michigan. And uh, my wife is a North Carolina native from High Point, and so, therefore, we live in High Point, North Carolina. All right, that makes sense, right? Um, we want to show you our video, I'm sorry, our, our pictures. <laughs> Just a few of them. I know it's quite a, tradi um, a transition uh, from, from what you just heard up here to what I'm going to be sharing with you. But just put it in the context of not so many miles away from Bethlehem is Albania, just north of Greece. And they have many shepherds as well, uh, living just like the shepherds did back in, the, in those days in Bethlehem. And so uh, my wife is actually going to be sharing with me about 50-50, and uh, as long as the baby lets her do that, our baby Susanna, we got our own Susanna, and so together we're going to, we're sharing with you about Albania. Is the PowerPoint ready? Okay. Warm her up. Um, in Albania, our, our vision statement is that we see an established community of hopeful, loving disciples of God the power of Jesus Christ. And my wife's going to go through that later to, to flesh it out more of our vision statement. And so that's a picture of us before we left Albania. And notice there's no baby girl there. Um, in the next picture, I think we have a baby girl. It's, yep, there's the baby. She's looking at that waterfall and she can't wait to swim. But, uh, <laughs> so we enjoyed our time at Brevard as well. And we've been all around North Carolina uh, visiting churches. North Carolina's been real good to us and we're part of the Carolina West District, 
and uh, but our family attends in the East District, so explain that. You know, we, we already have the North and West thing. I'm sorry, North and South thing going on with her and I, and now we got the East and West thing going on. So, um, in the next picture, you'll see uh, a piece of pie, and this might remind you of your your Christmas weekend um, being a pie. But Europe has four percent of the evangelicals in the world. In the next picture, you'll see. Uh, in, in that particular area of the world that we're focusing upon, uh, Europe, uh, how Albania below, next to Italy, right behind Italy's boot, is less than 1% evangelical. And so we really feel um, a, a great desire to serve there. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, Global Partners, our, our sending agency, which was called Wesleyan World Missions, had a great burden for Albania because there were missionaries there after the fall of communism, and then there weren't for a period of time, and now there are again. So it's a whole new group of people going there. And we served in Duras, which is the, the city on the coast, just next to the star. See? Just like with the Bethlehem star, right? See, the, the capital city of Tirana, right next to that, the city of Duras on the coast. Uh, this is a picture of one of their great leaders, Georgie, or George Skenderbeg, and the Albanian two-headed eagle representing unity for the for the uh, country of Albania. We'll go on to the next one here. Um, again, I'm just going to go through these real quick. You'll see the words. I hope they make sense. You, you remember uh, that Albania has been in a time of communism and, and those are the years, and even atheism. And these things in, in tandem really worked to destroy uh, the, the, the spiritual nature of people that wanted to, to serve the Lord, to, to be Christians. And, um, and, and there's a bit of Muslim uh, influence in the country. Seventy percent are Muslim. And, so, and, and then through many crises, um, the, the missionaries had to leave. Uh, it was necessary. We'll go on to the next one. We can't flesh out much of that today. Uh, but there is a new team there, and we're part of that team of three families and a single guy, and another family yet to come as well. And, and who knows after that? The Lord does, of course. Um, and so we're going at it, learning the language and the culture. Um, it's a high value for us to be able to speak in their heart language, to, uh, to really speak to the, to the truth of the gospel, including Jesus Christ, which many of which uh, are in Albania do not speak to. Those of the Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons take out Jesus Christ as the central importance. Go on to the next one here. Uh, some of my friends in Albania where they have 50% unemployment. But on the positive side, there's 50% employment. So there you go. We'll go on to the next picture here. And Amber's going to talk about some uh, family relationships that we established. We have been serving in Albania for three years. And during that three years, the main focus of our ministry has been relationship evangelism as we are starting to build a, a young church. And a lot of that, we've really tried to target families. We wanna, don't want to target just women or just men or just kids, but we want to target family units and bring whole families to Christ. And this is a picture of a family we've had the privilege to work with. Husband uh, Eric has interacted with her husband, and I've interacted with um, my friend there and her lovely children. And it's just been a privilege of mine to get to be her friend and to be in her home and in her store visiting with her every week. And 
after what I do in relationship evangelism is I'm very intentional, not just to share my personal testimony of how I came to know the Lord, but also what the Bible has to say about whatever topic comes up. Because, ladies, I know how we are when we get over a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or a glass of Coke. We can talk about anything under the sun, can't we? And so, and God's Word has something to say about anything under the sun. And so I'm, I really pray that God will help me be intentional to talk to that. And Eric does the same thing with the men, but, you know, I don't know what men do when they get together. I just know what the women do, so... <laughs> But we have a great time, and it's really a blessing to be her friend. Well, after about two years of building a friendship with, um, with her, God laid on my heart to invite her to study the Bible with me. So I went to her house as usual, and I just said, you know, you are one of my dear friends, and you know that my faith is the most important thing to me. Would you like to know more about my faith by reading the Bible together? And then I held my breath, because it was kind of a fearful moment for me. And she looked down, and then she looked up, and she said, Amber, if we start to read the Bible together, the neighbors are going to think you're part of a cult. I think it's best if we just go on like we have been. I was really disappointed at that moment. It was not the answer I'd hoped to hear. But in the next year, while we were still in Albania, I kept visiting her. We kept being friends. We celebrated birthdays together. We celebrated New Year's together. We continued to grow in our friendship. And I realized, in retrospect, that that moment became pivotal for us. Because I saw and she saw that even though we weren't reading the Bible together, we were still friends. We still cared about each other. And now, while we've been in the States, she is looking for us a house so we can live on her street and be neighbors. So God is changing her heart. I truly believe that he's drawing her to himself and her whole family. And she is just one example. This family is just one example of the many relationships God gave us the privilege to be a part of and a chance to plant the seeds of the truth of his love. Our prayer is that our second term in Albania will be a time of watering and even harvesting those seeds. And so we really want to invite you, as you see these pictures and hear some of our stories, to be part of what God is doing there. To come with us to Albania through prayer or um, through whatever support God would lead you to do. To be a part of how he is changing people's lives and drawing him, them to himself. Thank you. In the next uh, picture, you'll see some newly baptized kids there and they're uh, they're just basking in the coldness of a, what, a November baptism. And uh, even though it's in the Adriatic Sea, which separates Italy from Albania, it's still kind of cold in the winter or towards the end of fall there. And so what's exciting about them is that the missionaries from the first group uh, were very impactful on their lives, and they continued their Christian relationship and even added a cousin on, in the white shirt um, when we got there uh, through the ministry of other missionaries with us. And it's all a God thing. It's not anything that missionaries can keep track of or, or should keep track of or get the glory for. And so we're just praising the Lord for the, the growing church in Albania, uh, where we see an established Albanian community of hopeful, loving disciples of God through the power of Jesus Christ. My wife wants to flesh it out for you a little bit, right? Yeah, just a little. Sorry. Um, as I said, we are in Albania to do church planting. That's our main focus. And, but you'll notice the word church isn't anywhere in here <laughs> because we wanted to keep our eyes focused that we want to build up a community of disciples. We are not just there to build up a beautiful building, but more importantly, to build up beautiful people who follow Christ. And so that really that shapes our, helps us. It helps shape our focus for our months, for our weeks, even for our days of how we spend our time and our energy investing in people. And so you're going to hear a couple more stories about some people that God has helped us to invest in because that's what we want to do. We want to build up disciples of Christ. Eric um, alluded to the fact that Albania was communist um, for about, about 50 years. And during that time, they were not allowed to speak of God in any way. Even to take God's name in vain was against the law. 
because they wanted to take a concept. Their dictator wanted the concept of God to be erased from people's mind. But we recognize that just like God has said for every people group, he is their God, and he wants to heal their land if they will turn to him and change their ways. And so that is our desire, is to lift up the hope and the love and the truth that come through following Jesus Christ. And in the next picture, oh yeah, Eric's got a story. I'm going to speak to you a little bit now about the elementary age kids group that we had that met every week. We called it Kids Club, and uh, we got to enjoy uh, different aspects of, of getting to know each other uh, through studying the Bible, through prayer, through uh, songs that we sang, through hanging out at the beach and playing soccer and other games. Uh, we really enjoyed uh, getting together. This boy, Yanni, pictured with our son, Philip, uh, Philip on the, the right-hand side, uh, Yanni on the left. Yanni was excited about um, the missionary that just moved in uh, down the street from him, and uh, and the missionary gave him a Bible, and Yanni was excited about the Bible. But then something happened, and Yanni was confused. With his Muslim background, Yanni didn't know what to do with this confusion, you know, holding a Bible in one hand and, and holding the, the, the Muslim faith in the other. Um, and so one day he, he walked out in front of, of our, our friend Alan's um, house, missionary that was just down the street, and he said, Alan, I don't know about this Bible, but I am a Muslim, and he took the Bible through on the ground and stepped on it. And uh, the relationship was so close and good, though, and strong, that within 15 minutes, Yannick came back and, and apologized, and then rejoined the group of kids that were at uh, Alan's house, just hanging out with him, and, and get to know a little bit more about Jesus reflected through our fellow missionary. And so with Yanni, it's a great story. He, he joined our kids' club and heard all the stories. And I want to share with you another boy. Uh, his name is Gary, another 10-year-old boy that did accept Christ. Yanni's still in progress. He's a, he's a pre-Christian. Gary accepted the Lord and uh, through the time that we had together uh, was excited to make that decision. Made it with an Albanian Christian woman and is now reading his Bible and excited about what the Lord has for him. Pray for Gary's parents, both who are also pre-Christians with a missionary living down the street from them. And uh, we just, you know, with a Muslim background, it's kind of hard uh, for them to, to get into what, what a Christian uh, faith is because living in a Muslim background is like something that you just can't get out of. It's, it's kind of like when I was a kid in the Catholic Church and that's just where the family went is to the Catholic Church. And it's even more so in the Muslim faith. It's your whole culture is Muslim. And so how do you take your whole culture out? Another kid at a kid's uh, camp said, you know, I am a Muslim, but I'm also, I also have Christ in my heart. And so he didn't understand it as something that contradicts or conflicts. He saw it as something that said, this is my background, but this is what I choose personally. We'll go on to the next thing here. Uh, so here's a Muslim uh, place of worship where you see these in, in uh, cities across Albania, including the city where we have our ministry here, this one. And it really, uh, the Muslim uh, people that, that put these uh, mosques in place, they see that as a dominating thing. That they, they are claiming that city in, in, the, in the name of the Muslim faith. And uh, the, the Muslim world sees Albania as the doorway to Europe. And, um, of course, the, the Christian uh, world probably sees Albania as the doorway into the Muslim uh, people. So um, we can see both sides of that door. Um, we'll go on to the next picture here. Uh, just showing you the, the, uh, the old statistic, 
statistic that we had in Albania doesn't include evangelicals. Uh, many Catholics are Christians. I'm not arguing that. Half my family is Catholic, so I understand. Um, but not Orthodox. Orthodox is very similar to Catholic faith, but yet with a more uh, Eastern uh, approach and, and more like with the Russian Orthodox, uh, Greek Orthodox type uh, background. We'll go on to the next picture here. Uh, this is a scary view of Duras, our city, and uh, it just shows the area that we're really ministering towards and focusing upon is the swamp area, which was drained, and then a whole bunch of people from all over, all, all the villages of the north and south, in search of good work, uh, good working situation, uh, schooling for their kids, and many other needs, uh, came to that section that was a swamp. And since the land was unclaimed, they settled there, and now they, they live there, 55,000 of them, uh, with, little, uh, um, with many things that they need and little that uh, NGOs have done for them because they're such a great-sized group. Uh, but we've come in there as a middleman to help the NGOs to be able to, to help some people, especially uh, of the poorest, the widows and, and children that have the greatest needs. We'll go on to the next. And, uh, and these are some of the ways that we met those needs. Um, I call it the ATM method, ironically, because we do not hand out cash to people. We find appropriate ways to meet their needs without them becoming uh, dependent on us and seeing us as big dollar signs, um, which many do anyway, but what can you do? We, we try to shut that down. <laughs> um, going on to the next picture here, we, we see a, a little bridge, and um, we built up another bridge that was larger than that and, and uh, made it a better situation for those that have to cross these bridges with their, with their wheelbarrows full of water, etc., um, as they cross that, that swamp, which was a swamp, and this is a canal right here going through it. Um, there, there are many canals, and they, and they stink with pollution and, and human waste and, and garbage and, and other things not so pleasant. Uh, we'll go on to the next picture here, and we'll see um, our Albanian Christian friend here in the blue. His name is Victor, and pray for him. He is involved heavily in the daycare center with, with the children of widows and uh, that, that they can have a free daycare. And he also helps us in distributing uh, foodstuffs for widows here. A widow is always dressed in black for the rest of her life. Just like in Greek culture, like the big fat Greek wedding movie, uh, the widows are with, with the black on. And so here are some of our grandchildren here um, and they're receiving uh, foodstuffs. We'll go on to the next thing. We also gave them food. We also gave them uh, books. Uh, for junior high kids and kids that are orphans as well uh, that just could not support uh, what, what their schools were demanding of them to, to buy workbooks. And so we were glad to do that a couple of times to give out a hundred of those packets to kids. Who wants the next one? And, and that was with uh, money from outside of, outside of us. And so it's not just the missionaries doing it, but we were able to channel uh, how things were given and, and in what way. In one uh, instance, we were feeling led to, to put a roof on a lady's house and uh, with funds from Eastern Hills uh, Church, Wesleyan Church in New York. And uh, they had a crew of people that came over and uh, we organized it all and worked with them for a week. And this widow had only half of her house uh, roofed and that was leaking really bad. She had six children. She had no means, uh, no way that she could get out of that. And everyone in the community, all these Albanians that are poor, were pointing towards her and saying, yes, she is the one that is most needy. And so we really uh, 
we, we um, went to the community and then we helped her out. And then that way the community was less um, repulsed that, that we had just helped her out. There were always like people like the next door neighbor that were having fights because they were having issues about why we weren't helping them. But, uh, you know, it's just hard when you have a lot of needy people who to help. So we'll go on to the next one here and see here and her, her children. She wearing black and four of her children there. We'll go on to the next picture. And uh, so there's, there's me leading a, a lesson in kids' club. We'll go on to the next one. Um, and in the first one, I, I had an interpreter. In this one, I was praying without an interpreter. And so after our f- first three years, it was, it was to the point in our language learning that we were able to um, do ministry without being so slowed down by interpreters, um, which sounds weird, but, you know, because they know the language better, but we, we know what we're going to say, and they often would get that mixed up. And uh, I just love this picture and all the Albanian kids uh, praying there. Go on to the next one. We also had fun playing hot potato and me with a puppet uh, helping out <laughs> any way we can. Uh, we'll go on to the next picture here. Uh, leading worship in Albanian was exciting. And the guy standing next to me is a Muslim background believer. His name is Christian. Yes, Christian in, in English. And uh, he was a Muslim and now is, is on fire for the Lord. And Amber's going to talk about her uh, interaction with, her, with his wife in the next picture here. Our church planning strategy is um, that we have a building just outside the Kinnett area, the swamp area Eric showed you, where once a month we get together for a large celebration service. And the other three Sundays of the month we have small home groups that meet. Because the Kinnett is, is a large area. It takes about 45 minutes to walk from one end to the other. And that's, that's a long way to walk 45 minutes back and forth on a Sunday for service. So we have more geographically located small groups throughout the month. And we had the privilege to work in a small group with Christian and his wife Alma and their three lovely boys. And we really enjoyed the relationship God gave us with them. We had the privilege to worship with them, to pray with them. And I had the special honor of getting to do a a Bible study with Alma in her home each week. And in the next picture, you'll see um, me and Alma. There we are. And we really connected. Um, She's has three children under the age of five, and so we just had a lot of common things we could share with about our young kids running around, and we could really just relate to one another. And she's a strong believer, loves the Lord. And this past May, March, she looked at me and she said, Amber, I really think we need a missionary living right here on my street. I said, well, Alma, why do you think you need a missionary living here? And she said, well, the neighbors are starting to ask me questions. They're asking me what it is we do when we're getting together on Sundays and they're hearing music and what is it we're doing when you come to my house each week? What are we talking about and doing? Why is the foreigner coming? And I said, what do you tell them, Alma? And she said, well, I tell them we're, we're reading the Bible and we're learning more about Jesus. And I said, well, Alma, you don't need another missionary living on your street. You already are that missionary. You are sharing your faith with your neighbors. And it was so exciting to see her growing and realize that she could step outside the safe, comfortable walls of her house and her gate, and she could share with her neighbors her faith. And um, this summer, her husband was able to get, he has found employment. We praise the Lord for that answer to prayer. But unfortunately, it's not in the city of Duras. So this summer, they moved to the opposite side of Albania. And... I'm sad for myself because I'll miss my dear friend when I return to Duras, but it's exciting to see how God is building his church because he sent this young family who are on fire for the Lord and want to share their faith with their neighbors, and he sent them to a new city where there's not a church. And what are they going to be doing there? They're going to do the same thing they were doing in Duras. They're going to be living out their faith. The same thing all of us as believers are called to do wherever we live, to share our faith through our life, through our word, through action. 
and that's what they're doing. So God is growing his church in Albania. He is growing it through missionaries. He is growing it through Albanian believers. He is growing it through believers in the Orthodox and the Catholic Church as well. And we are just praising his name for that. Um, in the next picture... We'll see. Um, we just want to, like I mentioned before, give you an opportunity to be part of what God is doing. And if, if any of you would love to come and see Albania and be involved in some things, there's many opportunities for short-term service. We would love to talk to you more about that. And there's paper, lots of information you can pick up on the left-hand side of the table as you go out. We'd love to have you come see us. And in the next picture, um, these are some things we're involved in that you could, be in, you could be involved in through prayer, financial giving, or even through being on a short-term team. We're working on getting a clinic started in the Connect area that we're ministering in. There is one public clinic there, but it's, it's very understaffed, um, didn't even have proper supplies, mold growing on the wall. We've helped re-roof that building. And so we are working on opening our own private clinic with some German missionaries who are Christians and physicians. And so that we can help meet the needs, the physical needs in that community. We also have school development projects going on where we are trying to help get supplies to the classrooms and even to build some new classrooms is really our team's vision, which is kind of outlandish and large, but it's overcrowded. Um, it's one building to service elementary, middle school, and high school kids. So they meet in there for two segments um, in turn, rotate through each different age groups. So it's not adequate educational um, situation for the children. So we want to help change that. We even have a vision of doing um, a short-term team where teachers from the states could come over and do some training classes for Albanian teachers. So there's lots of opportunities. Um, and we really are working to open a community center in the Kinet area where we can do things like job skill training, English classes, a youth center where the youth can get together and don't just have the streets to play in or the clubs to go to. So we have lots of visions for how God is giving us ever more opportunities to service and minister um, to the people in this area. And the next slide. Um, as I mentioned, this is how you can help. Um, first off, on the back on our, prayer, on our table, you can pick up our prayer cards, and that's the first way you can help us. <laughs> that's an example. Just pick one of those up, put it in your Bible, on your refrigerator, wherever, and just pray for us that we will be able to do what God wants us to do there. Um, and there's also white cards back there that you can pick up. Eric's going to show you one. Yeah. And this is, if you want to be a prayer partner or a financial partner, this is what you would need to fill out and mail to Global Partners. Or, or, um, yeah, because their address is on there. And that lets us know that you want to be on our team. And then we can send out our updates to you. We send email letters out um, close to monthly. And we can keep you updated so you can pray for us. So... Just grab one of these. You don't have to fill it out today. You can take it home and pray about it and pray if God would have you make a financial commitment, that would be between you and him. And we would love to see you do that if God's put it on your heart to, to give financially. Um, yes, okay, I'm going to lay that there. <laughs> and um, next, we're close. As you can see, we just need 24 more percent of our faith promises, and then we can get on the plane and go back to Albania. We are really praying and trusting the Lord that by the end of January or early February, we'll be back in Albania um, serving where he's called us to serve. And that happening is, is really dependent upon the response of God's people to be involved in, in Albanian ministry. Okay, the next one, this just shows you how to do the check. Um, if you want to make a one-time gift, then just like how you would do for a faith promise, you'd make the check out to Global Partners. And it's now practically January, Eric. You're going to have to update that. <laughs> and just fill in um, on the memo line. You see our number, WMO40256. And then they'll know what Global Partners. That goes to the culture serving in Albania. Okay. Yeah, and they're not going to bill you. This is all between you and God. But they will send you an invoice just for your own record keeping. Okay, the next picture or slide. Um, 
<laughs> and that's our baby Susanna, who's a lot bigger now. And we really do thank you for having us, for letting us come and share with you about a place that maybe you've never heard of before. Eric and I never, I never even knew, I'm so geographically illiterate, where Albania was until God called us there. But it is a land that God loves, full of people that God loves, who need to know just how much he cares. So we thank you for giving us a chance to give you a glimpse of a vision of God's love for Albania. And that's all we have to share. Thank you very much. God bless. How appropriate that um, after they speak that we would end the service singing Joy to the World. And how many times do we sing this song not really realizing um, myself first and um, foremost that it is joy for the world. Not just for us at Wendover Hills, not just for our local community, but it is joy to the world. And God calls people, every single one of us, to share with the world. He said, go into the world, all of us, um, in different ways. Obviously, they go physically into the, into the world, to Albania. Um, it might be through prayer, um, through um, monetary gift, or short-term mission trip that I would encourage you to go on. Um, I went on one very short-term compared to what you guys do. <laughs> Um, just 10 days to Guyana, South America a couple years ago. And I can tell you, um, you go there, and uh, um, I know a lot of people who have been on short-term mission trips, and you think that it's about um, what they need from you. And you realize very quickly <laughs> that um, it's about what God can give to me as well. Um, here I was, not egotistically, but just believing that God had a place and, and something for me to do for them there. And that's exactly, yes, you do that, but you realize he's so loving that he changes you in the process too. And um, so that is something that I do encourage you as well to really keep in mind, especially with them, that if that is something that you would like to do, look into it. Two days before I left, I was $800 short. Um, and in one fell swoop, God gave it. I said, I'm going anyway. And, um, and he said, I'm glad you're saying that because here's the $800. So, you know, God will provide every single need that you have, and we believe that for you guys. We just believe that today with you, that he is going to provide that 24% in just an amazing way. And I can't wait to hear the God stories about it. It's going to be cool. We'll have you back so that we can hear that. But stand with us as we take up our morning tithes and offerings to them as we sing Joy to the World. <laughs> 